Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sanderlanch podcast. I'm Jamie, and with me, as always, is... Dita. Joe. And Dak. And this week, we are reading The Emperor's Soul, uh, covering the prologue, day two, day three, and day five, wherein we are introduced to Gautona, Brava, and the other arbiters discussing a painting that was formed, uh, formed the forged by Shai who is locked up for her crime and awaiting execution. The Emperor has barely survived an assassination attempt by another faction, and Shai is tasked with forging a new soul for him before his days of uh, 100 days of mourning, the murder of his wife, are over, and he once again needs to be seen in public. As always, it's super exciting to start a new story, so hold on to something, everybody. The Sanderlanch is about to begin. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny that Jamie, Jamie's like, we meet Brava and Gautona and the other Arbiters because, yeah, they don't get names. It's like uh, you guys are <laughs> also here, whatever, the three others. It's <laughs> um, well, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what what was it? It was two, two women, one man are the other ones? Yes, I think it's two women and one man. I think yeah. So what did you guys think of these four chapters? I guess we can still call them days, whatever. Probably easier just to still call them chapters. Of the purpose of what we're doing. I really liked this. I it, it was really exciting to start something new, but also going into it just after reading Elantris, I think is good because it we know it's the same same planet at least. I took some notes because I was worried I was not going to be able to remember what I thought. So I think the prologue definitely grabbed my interest a lot quicker than even like Final Empire or Elantris. And even though, because obviously this is a shorter story, we're introduced to things really quickly, but I didn't find myself scrambling for like, oh, what's that, what's that, what's that? I think it was that they're fairly simple concepts so far to to look into. So I was really excited about that. I I like our main character so far. I think she's pretty cool. Definitely keen to learn a bit more about her and the magic as well also sounds really interesting. I'm kind of glad we didn't have to wait, you know, ages to have this magic introduced and I'm kind of interested to see how it ties into possibly what we saw with the Dark Horse monks, like, you know, carving on bone and carving in stone and all that sort of stuff. I think that would be really cool. And I also like that we haven't jumped around different viewpoints at this point. It's it's nice to have something a little bit simpler to start with. But, yeah, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm really keen to keep reading it, actually. Yeah, the uh, it definitely seems... Like you said, like they're not throwing a bunch of super complicated stuff at you. And at the same time, she throws out a lot of explanation of how this magic works in this short period yeah. of time. And I agree. It's it, it, it somehow somehow it's like it's not a simple magic thing either. Like there seems to be a lot of ins and outs to it, but it doesn't feel like you're not confused or anything, even though it's just a real quick and we've gotten a lot of information about it, which I think is really impressive the way he did it. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. And we know that like Brandon puts a lot of thought into his magic systems and like particularly with oh like on schedule with the 
magic behind all the medals and everything like that, that there was a little bit of science in them. Like, I really like that he puts a lot of thought into it. There is a lot of detail there, but this just was you know, not needlessly complicated. So, yeah, really good. Mm. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought this was interesting. I, I really like Shy. I think she's a cool character to be following. It it's it feels like a real weekend at Bernie's thing they're trying to set up for here. <laughs> I, I never thought about that, but it does. yeah, like I got a lot of weekend at Bernie vibes uh, from this, and uh, so I'm I'm more interested just to see how the actual soul forgery works because it seems like that's not something that should be able to happen, even with this like kind of magic system that we're talking about. It's just like a strange kind of thing that doesn't seem plausible even even with what we've witnessed and i'm I'm making an assumption here but i'm assuming this is one of the kingdoms on elantris that we didn't learn about in elantris just based on the fact that this is all kind of we're reading this from the ars arcanum in that section so um but so I'm making that assumption that may not be true. But so this is cool to me just because we're getting to look at a different aspect, I guess, of the of maybe if I'm wrong, then no. But if I'm right, then an effect of the same shards on on this uh, on the planet. So that is something that I'm interested to know if it is the same pl- if it is Lantris or if it's a different planet. Um, you know, uh, inquiring minds want to know. And but yeah, I, I like uh, the arbiters seem kind of weird. I almost thought. Uh, with the description of shy that they were kind of going for some kind of vibe where the, like the race of the people were supposed to be like maybe Asian, but I can't really tell exactly what's happening. So with that, with like, like, like we said, he's not describing the people per se, like saying, this is what they look like. It's, it's more kind of, as you go, it's like, well, she has long hair and she has this and she has that, but, um, and maybe I'm also just taking my cues from the artist, like drawing at the beginning mm-hmm. of the story, but um, but yeah, so uh, I, I enjoyed it. I'm uh, interested to see where it's going to go, especially if you said this is one of your favorite of his short short stuff. Then I'm I'm uh, excited for for the possibilities. So we can answer your question because when she in day two when she gets taken in there and shown the emperor, it says Emperor Ashravan of the Eighty Sons, 49th ruler of the Rose Empire. Which, if you remember back, we've even made yeah, some the jokes. Rose Barbarians. Yeah, the Rose Barbarians is a like above Toad, beyond the mountains. There was like Rose Barbarians oh, question yeah. mark on the map, and so Got here's it. a big old empire up here that uh, they're like, oh yeah, there's a few dudes up there. Who knows? That's they, they mentioned that in the text of the Lantris, didn't they? Some someone mentioned them somewhere. Well, that's uh, that's interesting too that they think they're barbarians because it sounds like, I mean, besides the assassination attempts, it sounds like their system's pretty like sophisticated like you have different parties that vie for uh power within their kingdom uh which you know sounds sophisticated i guess on the outside but if there's a lot of assassination attempts maybe it is kind of barbaric yeah i just get the feeling that maybe they just don't know much about them and we did read in the in the Celish system essay that it's like there's basically three big empires on the planet and they kind of pretend that the other ones aren't really big deals like oh that's just a small little whatever over there we don't care about them and so that's the impression that I have here is like you've got the area with Fjordan and Aralon and stuff, and that's just this one big area. And then they know that there's some more people on other parts of the planet, but they're like, eh, it's just a few guys. There's nothing to worry about. And meanwhile, you have like the Rose Empire, which 
from what just from what we learned in these chapters seems to encompass like several groups of people, several maybe even nations, and they're like, yeah, there's you know we're doing our thing. We don't care about the other people. Well, what did well what did it say? It was like there are eighty parties vying for power within their kingdom. Yeah, it was like something it was, like like there was a some bunch. some ridiculous number. Yeah, but it definitely does not seem small, and they seem to have a a government where there's uh I don't know if it's election is exactly the right word, but it's kind of. It's not a simple government, it doesn't seem like to me. Yeah, this is like good little sections. Like interesting to see like another another part of the world and like just a different culture. I definitely yeah, like it seems like it's sort of inspired by like the Chinese dynasties, I guess. If I if I had to put a historical influence on, on this part of the culture. Um but it seems interesting, like a, a new use of the magic, which honestly sounds really strange and weird to learn. Yeah. I feel like just there was a reference like one of them i can't remember who mentioned something about svordish and it's like okay so you guys know about the aralon fjordal side of the world and they don't know jack about you so i guess these guys are probably in the lead in that regard um mm. so I, I sort of i sort of pictured these guys as sort of a wakanda it's like oh yeah we've got like yeah we're the, we're the barbarians and they've just got the front out there that like the rest of the world can't see through and meanwhile they're hiding behind to put this super sophisticated empire behind them so yeah no like I, this 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 was a little taste and it was and it was fun to see. I really want to get into more of it and just see. Okay, what else is actually going on here? Who like I need to know more about the assassination attempt and how the magic's going to work. Yeah, there's there, there's there's more information definitely that we I, I could see wanting to try to get at this point. The part the part about yeah. the magic system and we're actually kind of introduced to two magic systems in this section, and uh, but both of them kind of like Aeon Door and I guess kind of like the the decor stuff involves writing or drawing or whatever so it's uh apparently on on this planet that's a big thing yeah it's like similar similar enough to the aeons like you start to draw things with specific precision but different enough that it's like it's still its own little thing mm. yeah and also i was just trying i was just thinking about this as we were talking we also don't know when this story play- takes place in the timeline at least you didn't you didn't tell us did you no, I did not, and I don't think that there's uh, any official been said for sure. He has said that if he does, you know, Lantra sequels, then this is a character who uh, could be in there. But if that happens before or after this or whatever, you know, if she, if she lives, if she doesn't, who knows? But uh, that doesn't tell us too much necessarily, except that maybe it's generally I around the same like, time. Uh, I feel like 100% you just you just told us that, they, that that person lives. Mm, that's what you think. Sorry, I was looking at that uh, the timeline that I was telling you guys about last time. That uh, yeah, no, that doesn't make much sense. I don't think that that could be correct because this, this shows as being like 200 years after Elantris, which I don't see how the character could show up unless it turns out that she's a lot older than we thought. Mm. I don't know that it says her age in this, so maybe she is. Maybe these people live a long time. Uh, okay, I guess let's uh, let's get into the thing. I was just looking at that the the, uh, the first picture or the picture, I guess they don't need they didn't do a lot of pictures in these. But it's a very interesting. Uh, I can I can see what you mean about it. yeah. It definitely has an Asian feel to it, and I mean her name alone sounds kind of Asian, so that does seem to be kind of a thing. But I, I really like the look of this uh, the picture, and she's like stamping a wall, and it's transforming in some way or something. And at the beginning of each chapter, you see an image, which is a uh, I think that is supposed to be a stamp, one of these stamps that they keep talking about that has been carved in detail to do something who knows what this one does but interesting i guess that's kind of what they look like just squiggles and craziness theoretically it all means something i suppose but (laughs) um 
we do start out <laughs> in uh, all the chapters that we read. Like uh, I think Jamie mentioned, they're kind of all from Shy's perspective. The prologue is the only one uh, so far that we've had that's kind of in a different perspective because it's a meeting going on that she's not there for. So you couldn't really have that in her head. But we do meet Gautona and Frava. They're buddies who are all arbiters. There are five arbiters in this empire who have, as we learn later, the power in the government, basically. Like next to the emperor, these are the people who have the most power. They like run stuff. And Gautona is looking at a painting that was done, and he's very impressed by the painting. And meanwhile, the others are talking about it. Like, oh, well, this this woman's dangerous, but she's one of the best forgers alive. We gotta execute her. And Frava, leader of the Arbiters, is like, no, she's we can use her. We have to use her. She can save us. Gautona, on the other hand, is just like, why would somebody who can do art this amazing like not be an artist? Why why would they be forging stuff? I feel like just because you're really good at art does not necessarily mean you're gonna make it as an artist. I feel like that's what you yep, see a lot. Very true. At least on TV shows that I've seen, it's always like, oh, yeah, this guy was uh, is really good. He, you know, he couldn't sell that much of his own art. And that's he ends up being a forger, different kind of forger than this, although apparently kind of similar. They use this forger with a capital F that seems to have to do with like this magical stuff. But this painting is also just he's talking about like the brush strokes and stuff. So apparently she actually did this painting. It wasn't some magical trickery. Everyone needs a hobby. <laughs> And so they're talking about Wan Shai Lu, who, in her own head, when we're in her perspective, is just shy. I'm kind of thankful for it. It's much easier to say. And he even thinks, like, why would she even bother learning to paint? Is I mean, She has these magical powers. Like, that's kind of a waste of time, isn't it? And so Frava wants to use the Forger, and the others are not so sure until Gautona finishes his introspection. And he's like, no, call call for her. We uh, I don't think she's going to be as easy to control as Frava says, but we don't really have another choice. Either use this woman's skills or give up control of the Empire. Which, for everyone reading it for the first time, it's like, wow, that's very dramatic. I wonder what it is that that a forger can do that will keep them in control of the Empire. And we cut to Shy, who's in prison, examining the walls of her prison. She's found a vein of limestone. It's the 44th type of rock in the wall of her circular pit of a prison cell. That's going to be a weird-looking wall, right? With that many different kinds of stone in there. It's like... it's 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 like a uh, a mural for a, for a stonemason or something. Yeah. yeah. Like can you, can you like can you imagine like the like I guess it's probably commonplace if they got this sort of magic system working they have to imprison these forges all the time. But I'm just imagining them going to the stonemason. It's like yeah, look, I need you to make a wall with all these different types of rock and and the and the mason's just like oh, gee, yeah, what? Come on, it's gonna take forever. <laughs> now, I wonder how common they are. I wonder if there's like a few of these here or if they're all over the place or. Hmm. But apparently it is specifically made, as Dax says, for forgers to keep them from being able to forge it easily. She says all the rocks would have come from different quarries and would have unique histories to make them more difficult to forge. She's been waiting, trying to figure out a way out of here, and is scheduled to be executed on the morrow, as they say. Probably kill you tomorrow. No, we did the Dread Pirate Roberts in the last book, never mind. And so the guard that shows up, or the four guards accompanying a man with long features and fingers, a grand, the race who led the empire. So apparently we've got multiple races. Uh, she mentioned specifically that her race is known for being kind of short, the Mai Pon. That'll come up in a bit. And the guards are like another race also, strikers as they were called. So it's a, it's a, this Rose Empire is a society that encompasses a lot of different groups of people, it seems like. And we don't even know if like those individual 
like where these people are from make up the 80 factions or whatever that vie for control of the empire because they're not named after places they're like the the faction in charge is the heritage faction and another one's the glory faction so it's like okay well that's not a place i don't know yeah we really need a map of yeah um, of, the, of the empire yeah. and, of, and i guess of their capital city as well that mm. would uh you'd, you'd, that would be helpful you know any kind of map any kind of knowledge and so the, the 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 guards are like the arbiters want to interrogate you, and she's like, hey, wait, maybe this is an opportunity, or are they lying to try to get me to walk to my execution willingly? It's a good thought. And she thinks about how she was betrayed by the imperial fool when she assumed she could trust him, and he'd taken her copy of the moon scepter and swapped it for the original and run off. So nice guy, the imperial fool. Her, she has her uncle's. Uh, <laughs> he told her that. Uh, being bested was a rule of life. There's always going to be somebody better. So she's got to deal with it. Very, very, some wisdom there. There you go. Uh, well, yeah, there's wisdom, but I feel like there's also holes in that logic. It's like, uh, if you li- uh, it live by live knowing that uh, someone is always better than you, you will never grow so confident that you become sloppy. I'm like, yeah, but you could also just be like, well, if I'm never, if there's always going to be someone better, how can I do better? So, and then you just get lazy. So mm. interesting, interesting thought. I guess in I, uh, the way it seems to me like it works, and it, it clearly did not work in this case, but it's like if there's always somebody better than you, it's like if the cops are going to be as smart as you or smarter than you, then you're going to be as careful as possible when you're planning your crime, right? So I guess, yeah. That's that's the way I looked at it, except that that's not what happened here. It was like she was committing a crime with someone else, and they played her. So Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the, the strikers – once called themselves Muladil, their nation had been folded into the Empire so long ago, few used that name. Lean and muscular, pale skin, hair almost as dark as Shy's. So yeah, we get some description of these different races, but not a whole lot. She says her people, the Maipon, were not known for their stature. And she tries to strike up a conversation with like the lead guard guy, the, the guard captain. It's like, oh yeah, you really got to grab me and throw me over your horse. That was a nice horse, man. You got some, you, you, you know your horse flesh. And the guy's like, I'm going to enjoy killing you, woman. All right. Okay, then. <laughs> Jeez. That's uh, escalated quickly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like flashback to the well with Kelsier and the sexy drift. And it's like, you really don't understand this game, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Oh, gosh. And so, I don't know. I guess I could just go ahead and tell you guys, because it really does not come up in the story, although he'll be mentioned a couple more times. You may possibly have been able to guess that the Imperial Fool is, speaking of our friend, the Sexy Drifter, that's who that was. That was going to be my predicament. Ah, sorry. Yeah, he, he doesn't show up, so I thought, well, why not? Fair enough. Way to take our sexy predicaments away. And in the original in the original version of this story, the prologue was him like sitting at the door to her prison and having a conversation with her about how he played her, basically. But that got cut out because it seemed more appropriate, he thought, to do it this other way. So he's only mentioned in passing. And the Moon Scepter, people have asked, and Brandon has said, that is a thing that can help you translate the magic systems from one to another on cell. Because each one is kind of like a programming language, is the way he describes it. And the Moon Scepter is a thing that can help translate from one to the other language. I don't quite understand exactly how that works, but that's that's what the thing is, and that's why he stole it. Definitely seems like something our sexy drifter friend would be interested in. Right? Yeah, that dude loves artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so, interesting, though. Like, if, it, like, if 
if that was him, if he was the Imperial Fool, like I'd, I'm guessing from the capitalization, he's basically like you know the 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 fool, as in like the the court jester or that sort right? of thing. Like, yeah, ah, but once once his life, he wasn't posing as a beggar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is just his other favorite costume. The he's gonna be the 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 jester at all the other books or something. <laughs> And now picturing him just like, yeah, like it's like, oh, man, just going to dance around and cape for your amusement. And Joe's just like, yes, please do. <laughs> Very sexy capering. Keep it up. Do it. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> now we're getting very Fifty Shades of Grey or something. Oh, whoa. Not... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, uh, don't make me out to be that kind of guy. <laughs> I've never actually seen or read uh, that, so I'm just... uh, yeah, that's it's. I mean, I haven't either, but it's clearly trash. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Okay. Oh gosh, but yeah, as as they're walking her down the hallway, she's thinking about like all the stuff in these ancient styles, and she's like, oh, so the heritage faction is still ruling. So they, the emperor is from the faction. That faction, as are the Arbiters, who do much of the actual ruling. And this faction lauds the glory and learning of the past, even going so far as to rebuild the wing of the palace as an imitation of an ancient building. And so she sees all these, like, vases and things. They're replicas of ancient, or she assumes are probably replicas of ancient urns with soul stamps on the bottom that transform them into what they look like, into these replicas. We find out later that that is, in fact, the case. They're actually kind of like the the vase that she takes is kind of a shitty piece that they then stamp to make nice. And she's a little bit bitter about this. She's like, they call my powers an abomination, but they use this shit all the time for this kind of thing. The only thing that's technically illegal is forging a person. So she gets led to this the, the Arbiter study. She's like, yeah, oh, fifth century hunting lodge. They've replicated Maybe different rooms look like different eras or something. That's actually kind of a cool idea. So yeah, all five arbiters are inside. Two men and one, two women and one man sitting on over to the side, and then Frava and Gautonos. Yeah, three women and two men. Frava is senior amongst the arbiters, probably the most powerful person in the empire other than the emperor. And apparently, despite the fact that she's senior, Gautona is, I guess, the oldest one. She says, yeah, the eldest of the ruling arbiters. So, but he's a little bit out of favor at the moment. And Frava starts to kind of try to play her a little bit. And he's like, oh, you got a lot of crimes to your name. But Shy is seems very intuitive. And she's like, the way that she says that, she's playing some sort of game. What is it that she wants? Impersonating a noble woman of rank, breaking into the Imperial Gallery, reforging your own soul, the attempted theft of the Moon Scepter. Like, did you really think that we'd fail to recognize a simple forgery of such an important possession? Shy's like, I guess they did. Because assuming that the fool escaped with the original, that means that my forgery is now on display. <laughs> Y'all think it's real. Gave it to Oscar Isaac. <laughs> oh no. He can't be the sexy drifter. No, he's Moon Knight. Oh yeah, it's true. Right. <laughs> I got it. Kanshu and yeah, I got you. Kaiju? Kanshu. That's the god that gives Moon Knight his power or whatever. Yeah, yep. it would have been cooler if it was a kaiju. <laughs> he gets his power from a kaiju. Yeah, God, Mothra, Godzilla's Mothra like, he will up. be my avatar. Nah, totally. It's gotta be Mothra. He's like, he shows up. He's like, I am a moth. I love the light of the moon. Here, take power. <laughs> that's the that's the Moon Knight origin story I want. Mothra shows up, throws down some powers. Sounds good to me. You sound very far away. Uh, I just probably just need to move my mic here. Does that sound better? Uh, I think about the same actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Uh, I I got a little 
cord issue here in just a sec. Well, All right, is that any better? A little bit better, yeah. Okay. But they pull out this painting, Lily of a, of the Spring Pond, the one that Gautona had been looking at at the beginning. It's apparently a masterpiece of Han Shu Shen. I, I assume. I, I don't know how you pronounce the capital X in the middle of the word, uh, but uh, that's what I'm going with. And uh, Frava's like, yeah, I mean, this is a copy of a painting that I own, one of the most famous paintings in the Empire. And uh, they, the, our assessors judge that your forgery was amateur at best. Which, gee, okay, yeah, I mean, very condescending. Okay. Also hilarious, given that they're about to use it and go, because so, you're really talented, we need you to do this. <laughs> but, you're, but you're painting shit. That is, so you know. that is really funny, yeah. actually. <laughs> you're such yeah, you an amateur, suck. but we need you to, like, replicate the soul of the most important person ever. You suck. Help us immediately. But uh, she's like, why did you have this painting if you were going after the Moon Scepter? And Shai's explanation is that my Uncle Juan always told me to have a backup plan. I couldn't be sure the scepter would even be on display. For I was like, oh, okay. She adopted an almost maternal expression, though it was laden with loaded, loathing, hidden poorly, and condescension. Wow, that's a packed sentence. I'm, I'm just, like, picturing this look now. She's like, oh, yeah, but I'm actually, I hate you and think you're shit. And Frau's like, I mean, you know, you requested arbiter intervention, but you can't possibly think we'd let you off with all these crimes, can you? Meanwhile, Shai's looking around like, something's wrong here. The other one, they're all worried. No one, no one is saying anything. They're pretending not to be paying attention, but they're clearly listening. And she senses that there's an opportunity here. And it's, she says, it was time to take control of this conversation. And she just goes, okay, so you want something from me. I'm ready to discuss payment. And Frau's like, excuse me? Girl, you are to be executed on the morrow. If we did wish something of you, the payment would be your life. And Shai's like, no, I mean, I could have been out of here any time. Like, my life has been my own for days. And Frau's like, right, you were locked in the forger's cell with 30 different kinds of stone. And Shai goes, 44 kinds, actually. And Gautona raises an eyebrow. And she's like, man, I'm glad I got that right. And so she comes up with this whole plan for the, the story of how she would have escaped by transforming the rock of the cell wall into from the 44 different kinds of rock that it was into this other kind of rock that will burn because she established earlier. She's like, there, there's another trick beyond the rock that's going to be here. And so she guesses here that they have plates of Ralkalest, the unforgeable metal hidden behind the rock wall of my cell. And so she's like a thin plate of that. Well, I could have turned all these rocks into anthracite, which will burn and then burned a hole in the plate of metal and escaped that way. And then she looks she around. And, making sorry. a lot of bold guesses here. <laughs> right? But it totally works for her. Like, I mean, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine her sitting there going, oh, oh no, there's like a six foot deep plate of metal. Like, you are never <laughs> getting through that. <laughs> but I mean, it also helps that, like, Gautona knows that she's full of shit and is just letting this play out. Yeah. Yeah. We do find out later that Gautona at least has his suspicions that uh, it's not nearly as simple as what she's saying. Frava, on the other case, seems convinced. Like she's like, "Oh my gosh, they actually bought it." I've been worried they. I was worried they would know enough about forgery to see through that bullshit that I was spinning. And Shai's like, "I mean, I was gonna escape tonight, but uh, since it sounds like you've got something interesting, so maybe maybe I'm interested. Let's uh, let's talk about my payment." And Frava's like, "Well, I could still have you executed right now." And Shai just calls her bluff, like, "But you're not gonna, are you?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love I love her. She's she's fun. She's uh kind of a Kelsier. I almost said villainous, but, you know, just like a, she's a criminal and is kind of uh, flippant and stuff. And I, I love it. But she's, she just cuts straight to the heart of every matter. It's like, no, no, you can't do this because you need me. So you're going to have to pay me something. So cough up. 
to be fair, Kelsier was also pretty flippant, and he was also a criminal. That's what I'm saying. Like they're they're similar in that way. The, yeah, uh, I think he 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 was just much more over the top. He was he would just make a whole song and dance about how oh, guess someone needs me now, do they? <laughs> <laughs> where where Shai's just like, well, you need me, so what are you giving me? Right. Yeah. Let's cut the bullshit. Um, I'm, you're you're trying real hard to play me and do this whole song and dance. I don't care. Let's uh let's talk let's talk uh, turkey as they say. But she's also just really good at reading people. And so that's a that's a cool quality I feel like to have uh, in a a central character here. I prefer ham over turkey, just in case anybody. Wants. <laughs> but Gautona, on the other hand, she is not able to get a read on. It says she found this aged man as difficult to read as a book in Sportish, which is the there's the Sportish reference that Dak yeah. brought up earlier. So they know the existence of this place, at least. But then. We find out what the payment is going to be. They have her essence marks, is what they are called. A special kind of soul stamp intended to rewrite a person's entire history, personality, and soul for a short time. And these five were specifically for Shy. Each of these, uh, Frava says, is an abomination, illegal to possess, five stamps that rewrite a soul. These were going to be destroyed this afternoon. Even if you'd escaped, you would have lost them. How long does it take to make one of these? And she's like, years. So that's a big deal. And she's like, okay, so you'll accept these as payment? And Shai says, yes. And Frava says, okay, well, let me show you what we're going to have you doing. Show you to your desk and uh, let you know about your work. Oh, wait, no, it's the emperor's quarters. And I, I somehow I just really love the line, Shai had never met an emperor before, let alone poked one in the face. <laughs> That's such a good line. <laughs> you just picture this girl sitting there like, poke, poke, the sleeping or in bed guy. I guess he's not sleeping. It says he's staring ahead blankly. But it's like, because it also comes right at the start of the scene, you just imagine she just walked through the door and just got <laughs> jab. <laughs> just walk straight in. No idea what's going on, but I see a guy in bed and I'm going to poke him. <laughs> I God, just like, thought he wasn't very responsive and she's just like, oh, poke, poke. Yeah, he's definitely alive. At least afraid for poking the emperor. <laughs> you poked our emperor. Sounds, uh, sounds sexual, Matt. I'm going to take that It one. does, yeah. <laughs> Emperor Ashravan of the 80 Sons, 49th ruler of the Rose Empire. Honestly, when it says the 80 Sons, my first thought is he's 80 years old, but then later we find out he's like 40 years old. So 80 Sons is about something else. 80 Sons. They said there's 80 parties. Maybe they're yeah. related. Mm, yeah, maybe. Maybe they each have a son. S-U-N, not S-O-N. For, <laughs> since other people can't see what I'm saying. But, no, yeah. He did not get that busy. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's Ooh. just impregnated eighty women with sons, and uh, that's what the emperor does, didn't you know? Man, if he's got eighty sons, how many daughters does he have? Right? Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a lot of childbearing. I mean, it, it could be like a Weasley thing where you just keep trying until you get a daughter, and you end up with a whole bunch. Sure, sure. Ugh. But anyway, so uh, assassins broke in two nights before, killed the emperor's wife, and shot a crossbow bolt through the head of the emperor. Which does not kill him, I guess. That's good. <laughs> so the, yeah, he took a crossbow bolt to the head. Okay, well, in that case, he looks great. Exactly, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, well, should have said that. No, he's, he's real good. So she says he looks good because of the whole crossbow bolt thing we talked about. And then uh, Gautana says, are you familiar with resealing? Which is apparently, it's like medical forgery. You can forge the body parts back into where they're supposed to be to heal. It's yeah, just, it makes no sense. It's just extremely dangerous because if you don't get everything exactly right, you might fuck it up even worse. Yeah, 
Can you imagine they like try to reseal his head and then they just give him like an embolism? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I made it. I, I made this thing say that the leg is attached to the shoulder instead of the. <laughs> that's a, that's my bad. <laughs> I'm a monster. Doctor Riviera. Doctor Nick Riviera. And once again, she's a little bit bitter. She's like, oh yeah, they'll they they use that. That kind of forgery is okay. It's only my kind that's illegal. Whatever. So he says, our resealers are the best in the world. And they attended to the emperor following immediately following the assassination attempt and healed the wound, but not his mind. And she's like, well, so they didn't heal his mind. It doesn't sound to me like they did a good job at all. And one of the doctors, quote unquote, I guess <laughs> doctors is like, hey, not that easy. And so they suspect that the glory faction is behind the assassination attempt, but they cannot prove it. And Shai's thinking, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I mean, if the Emperor dies, there's a good chance that the Glory Faction would win a bid to elevate his successor. At 40, he was still young by grand standards and could be expected to rule another 50 years. So mm. these, these people, uh, they, they last a while. Is what that's uh, the Grands, at least. Who knows about the other races? I yeah. Guess. He's, he's the 49th ruler? Man, this is an old empire. I guess it depends. Some of them may have not have ruled very long. Who knows? Yeah. Mm. And they can be killed. Yep, clearly. Mm. Yeah, so it's the five arbiters in the room, if that happened, would lose their jobs. And by imperial politics would become basically the lowest of the Empire's 80 factions instead of the most important. So yeah, there's the 80 factions, you're right. That is a bunch mm. of... Like, how can you have enough different political parties to have that? Uh, dude, <laughs> I, I, I still try to wrap my head around this Republican-Democrat thing. Don't even get me started. I don't know. Uh, I mean, also, also like... If if this is their faction, like are they like are they the entire faction? These five guys, right? Like maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's easier if the factions are all just like you know small groups of people. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, it'd be easy to have eighty if you've got like six guys in each group. Then yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, so they're like, what we want you to do, uh, because the glory faction doesn't know if if their ploy succeeded. We killed all of the assassins, so we want you to replace the emperor's soul with a forgery. And Shy thinks that's in that's crazy. Like forging your own soul is hard enough. You don't have to start from the ground up on that. And she thinks these guys have no idea what they're talking about. But of course they don't. They don't know anything about forgery. So obviously they have no idea what a difficult thing they're asking for. And uh, she's like, they don't have anybody who could possibly do this because it's so illegal. And probably I can't do it either. But when Gautone is like, so can you do it? She thinks I have no idea and says yes, because that is the answer you have to give. And, I mean, at that stage, they're going to kill her tomorrow. Yeah. Or they kill her later. Like, what do you have to <laughs> so, lose, exactly? Yeah. And so she, uh, she's like, oh, all right, well, then I'm going to need information about this guy. I need to know everything about him, essentially. Official histories are good, but not – they're too sterile. I need interviews, extensive interviews and writings from the people closest to him who knew him best, servants, friends, family members. He has his own journals. And so she's like, awesome, I need to read those. And one of the other arbiters is like, but he wanted those destroyed. And everyone just turns and stares that guy down. He's like, oh, never mind. Quiet, Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, but he wanted those destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) These these people are totally the the Council of Incompetent Robot Elders or whatever, yeah. Yep. And she needs a test subject, a grand, so someone in the same race, a male, someone who was around the Emperor a lot and knew him well. So that's interesting. Can't wait to see what that's about. How do you test? And she needs some soul stone, lots of soul stone, which I don't know. I don't think we've we've heard of before, but she's just like, look, I could carve a stamp out of wood if I had to, but this is already hard enough. I need soul stone. 
If, okay. if I'm going to do this, you are going to get me all of the correct materials. <laughs> That's fair, right? Yeah. Hey, you want me to do it right? You need to get me the right stuff, damn it. Yeah. The prophet's like, okay, but we're going to be watching you closely these three months. And she's like, three months? No, no, this is going to take like two years minimum. And Prava says, no, you have 100 days. Actually, 98 days now, which I feel like 100. So the official story is he's in mourning for the death of his wife for 100 days. So no one can see him. After that, the glory faction is going to expect to see him or there's going to be hell to pay. So I think 100 days mourning period. That's a long time to be like, no, I, the the ruler of this country, I'm not going to see anyone for 100 days. But whatever. Yeah, well, they expect him to rule for another 50 years. What's 100 days? Yeah, yeah, fair point. Yeah, I guess so. And so they're like, look, if we don't have him after the 100 days is done, then we're through. And so are you, the woman's tone implied. And like, we, it, Shai's already talked about her payment, but she's like, okay, I'm going to want gold for this also. Like, the, what you're asking is ridiculous. Take whatever you're thinking I'll demand and double it. I want to be a rich woman when I leave here. And Frava says, done. And Shai's like, that's way too easy. Damn it. They're, they're going to kill me when I'm done. Kill me. <sighs> she's too good at reading people. And she's like, okay, so I'm going to need, I'm going to need all my stuff. Uh, not the essence marks, but everything else, which she, she mentions earlier that she needs glasses, but she's trying hard not to squint so that she doesn't show any weakness. So it seems like giving her glasses back would be a good thing. Yeah. And the, the day two ends with her being like, and have someone draw me a bath. So the next day, bathed, well-fed and well-rested. There's a knock at the door of her new prison, her new room. I mean, she, she's a prisoner in this one room, but. And it's not a very nice room. She's like, it's probably the tiniest, most drab place in the whole palace, and it smells like mildew, but whatever. It's better than a prison cell. There's a a dead rat in the corner, but no one cares about that. (laughs) We'll forge that into something better. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I'll forge it into, like, you know, a dead mouse. At least it's smaller, (laughs) then. I can lob it out the window that way. Like. She's looking at the, the old cedar table in the room, and she's like, this probably hasn't been cleaned in longer than I've been alive. This place sucks. Gautona comes in, carrying a box, and Shy rushes forward, drawing a glare from Captain Zoo. That's the name of the captain we met, we met earlier, who was uh, an asshole. And uh, he's like, keep your distance. Or what, you'll stab me? She's like, you guys need me. I don't know why you're trying to... And he's like, someday I will enjoy. She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We, we've, we've done this whole thing already. It's fine. Again, <laughs> cut the bullshit. She's great. And she opens it, and there's uh, 18 soul stamps inside. Their head's smooth and unetched, so she's got some materials to work with now. She also takes some time to describe her outfit to us. She's got her own clothes and her glasses back. And I just, like, she's wearing a blouse and a skirt, which she's like, the grands would find that unfashionable. Ancient-looking robes are the current style. But under that, she's got a whole different outfit because you never know when you're going to need to ditch your outer layer of clothing to create a disguise. I just had flashbacks to Vin in yeah. this one. Like, throw off the shoes, remove the dress, run. I'm like, at least she's prepared with her leggings on. Got her active wear on it. She's exactly. ready to go. Vin, <laughs> Vin should have taken a lesson from this. Where she always ends up in her underwear for some reason. And it's like, no, just wear something else under. It's fine. And so she starts, uh, she has one of her chisels, and she starts working on the soul stamp. And she's like, oh, it is good soul stone. So it's it's a very soft stone that you can carve really well. It doesn't chip when you scrape it so you can make a very detailed carving on here and then when you put a fire to it it hardens to be very strong closer quartz she's uh, in strength so the only way to get a better stamp was to carve one from crystal itself which was incredibly difficult and then they provided some red squids ink and she just mentions that inks that come from animals are better than inks from plants that's i wonder why good old squid ink (laughs) 
This letter I'm writing to my uncle must be very personal, so I'm using my own ink. <laughs> oh, boy. Did my, <laughs> did my sandwich always also appreciate so how you? Oh, please. It oh, didn't please. even refrigerate it. You spineless oh. lobster. You had to drag spines into the oven. We watched. Uh, after I, I, was, I finished editing one of our recent episodes yesterday. And uh, we had a bunch. It was one where we were referencing the balls episode. I mean, and we so, did that a lot. Well, we have done like, that a lot. In lanterns. Yeah. But so after that, I was like, you know what? I got to go and watch that episode now. So yesterday, me and the older kids watched Hell is the H Word. Brilliant. And, uh, it was funny. Although the version I found on YouTube was clearly like taken from uh, an episode broadcast on television and a bunch of stuff was cut. And, uh, Aww. Anyway. So. Isn't it on Disney Plus now? No, it is not. It is on no. Hulu, which I no it's longer on, have a subscription yep. to. So. Oh, it's on oh, Hulu. It's oh, on it might Disney be on y'all, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that y'all have like a whole different set of oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, just get a yeah. VPN. You can watch their stuff. There you go. Then I have to pay for a VPN. I mean, I'm surprised you don't already have one. Yeah. Protect your privacy, dog. So anyway, um, <laughs> Gautona, Gautona's like, did you steal a vase from the hallway outside? Because there's a vase over in the corner. And it's, it's, she had snatched one on the way back from the bath last night, and one of the guards tried to interfere, but she talked her way past it. She's good. I don't know how you talk to guards. She's like, no, no, nah, nah. I, I need this. For what? You know, for cramping in. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very important for my work, which you don't know what my work is, but it's super important. <laughs> the, the guard is just there watching this play out, just doing the whole, uh, uh-oh. Wasn't me. <laughs> And uh, so she she's like, oh, now that you mention it, and she grabs the vase and she finds the red seal imprinted into the clay on the bottom. And so the forger seal isn't just like ink on the object surface. It sinks into the material somehow, creating a depressed pattern. But the rim is slightly raised. And she thinks that you can tell a lot about a person from the way they design their seals. And this one has a very sterile feel, no art to it. Probably the Heritage Faction had a bunch of half-trained forgers just like churning these things out in a factory somewhere. And Gautona's like, no, our workers are not forgers. They are rememberers. We don't use that word. Yeah, I mean, come on, rememberers. That's a stupid word. <laughs> Forger sounds way cooler. I'll give you that for sure. I mean, you, uh, if you're going to talk about them doing stuff like from, you know, like re- recreating stuff from the past, just call them like something like archivist. Like that's Ooh, so much. Yeah. Like, it means the same thing. And it sounds so much cooler. Rememberers just sounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, they're, they're, they're not the most uh, artistic and creative uh, faction, these people. I guess. And he's trying to be like, look, we don't, our, our, our people don't try to fool people or scam them. That's not what we're about. We're about creating a better understanding of our heritage. Whatever, dude. And so she takes the chisel and the mallet and she breaks the seal, which apparently resists. There's a kind of force to it that tries to keep it in place. But once you break it, it vanishes and loses its power and the vase fades to a plain gray misshapen vase because the soul stamp doesn't just make visual changes. It doesn't make it look different. It rewrites the object's history, which is why she needed to know the history of the rocks in the wall of the cell to turn them into something else. Rewrite history, ducktails. <laughs> <laughs> so she's sitting here carving a soul stamp. She's like, whatever, it helps me think. This isn't for the emperor or anything. I'm just doing my thing. So well, I wonder what she is carving it for. And Gautona is here like, you're a problem. A puzzle is what he calls it. And she's like, oh, I'm a puzzle? Really? What kind of puzzle? And he's like, basically, we can't trust you. 
you're going to try to run the moment you think you can escape. And she's like, well, you know, leave guards with me. He's like, well, I, I'm, I don't doubt that it would, you'd be able to bribe, bully, or blackmail any guard that we left with you for long enough. And Zoo is unhappy about that. And Gatron's like, look, I'm sorry, but I, I, I believe in your people, but this woman is like, this is the devil here. You can't be too careful. And Shai's like, oh, thanks. He's like, that, that wasn't a compliment at all. Okay. Um, I worried about leaving you alone for even one day under the supervision of mortal eyes. From what I know of you, you could nearly charm the gods themselves. Can't trust, we can't chain you up. We got to give you soul stone to work on the thing. So you can just turn your manacles to soap and escape. And I like, she's thinking no, this guy clearly does not understand a lot about forgery because who the hell would make a chain out of soap? That's ridiculous. I love that. Then she goes on to explain what she would do in that situation. Exactly. She's like, I mean, I could escape, just like he says. It's just, it, it wouldn't be that way. Yeah, so she no. could rewrite the chain's history in some way to make it breakable. And even if they made it out of the unforgeable metal, she could forge the environment around it to be able to get out somehow. So she's good. She's as good as he says, basically. And he's right to be worried. It's, it's the conclusion we can draw. And she tries to play it off. Like, well, but I'm intrigued. Like, you guys have promised me wealth and given me this really interesting task. Well, you don't have to worry about me. Remember, I could have gotten out of here at any time from my previous cell. And this is why, where Gautona sh shows that he does know a little bit at least because uh, he's like, oh yeah, you mean the, the, the cell that you were going to turn the wall into anthracite and light it on fire? Uh, I don't know how you would have gotten it hot enough, but even if you could, how did you plan on surviving in a cell where the wall was aflame at over 2,000 degrees? Also, wouldn't the fire take all the breathable air? And she's like, yeah, okay, so this guy knows uh, a little bit underestimated him a tiny bit he clearly knows that i was bullshitting yesterday but he went along with it so and she admits to herself it's like it would have been very hard to forge the whole wall she would have had to rewrite the history of each block from a different quarry to all somehow accidentally have been anthracite instead a huge stretch plausibility is the key to any forgery magical or not people talked about turning lead into gold but it was actually way easier to do the reverse inventing a history for a bar of gold where someone had adulterated with lead somewhere along the line was a plausible lie. The reverse was so unlikely that a stamp to make the transformation would not take for long. That makes sense, right? I mean, mm. you know, it, it's really hard to explain how, oh yeah, this looks like lead, but it was actually gold at some point. <laughs> somebody like painting a bar of lead to look like gold to like steal the actual bar. That make that's way more likely. <laughs> And he, she says, you impress me, Your Grace. You think like a forger. And he gets a sour expression. He's like, no, that was a And he pulls out. He's like, look, I saw the painting you did. That was amazing. And yet it was accomplished in the name of lies. You, What great works you could create if you focused on industry and beauty instead of wealth and deception. And she's like, hey, what I do is art. And he's like, no, no, you copy other people's art. What you do is completely lacking in spirit. And that pisses her off. This really struck me as kind of a like this this is someone saying it's like no no you write fan fiction that's not real fiction and she's like mm. the fan fiction author who's like how dare you <laughs> she goes so far as to be like threatening to execute me is one thing but insulting my art no oh no now you've gone too far and so she's like okay fine how, how are you gonna keep me in line since i'm the most vile wretches to slither the halls of the palace and he's like well whenever possible i'm gonna be here personally to observe you and the captain zoo will be here with me and he's the only one of the strikers who knows about the emperor's injuries and knows the plan. So she can't speak about what she's doing to any of the other guards. Important note. And she says, the more people who know about a forgery, the more likely it is to fail. So that's another interesting uh, note. 
And she even she doesn't dislike she, she talks about how she doesn't dislike the strikers so much because basically they're just kind of another kind of slave of the empire. They're I guess their territory got taken over by the empire and they were just turned into these servants or whatever or soldiers. Or watchdogs. Yeah. But then there's the second method of keeping her under control. And they call in a dude in a cloak, the, a milky a face with milky white skin and red eyes. And she's like, oh, my, you call what I do an abomination? And so he says he's going to place a rune on the door. And if she leaves the room for any reason or alters the rune or the door, this guy's pets will come for her. And she says a blood sealer. You invited a blood sealer into the palace. She she tells us that a blood sealer kind of d- like does something similar to what she does, except he creates forgeries of human life crafted from the skeletons of the dead. I don't know if I, I don't know how to so, picture that working, but so you know she's like indie rock, and that guy's like metal, basically, is what I'm getting. <laughs> this guy's okay. Yeah, he's very metal. I, yeah, with the red eyes, and yeah, no, totally. And they have to take some of her blood to make the stamp, and she is outraged. It's like better better to be dead than have someone dare this sort of thing. And she has to do a mental exercise where she cha- she metaphorically forges herself into a different version of herself that can deal with the outrage. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. <laughs> I love this. Like, I'm really intrigued by this method of like, you know, mental fortitude. She's got It's like, all right, all right, become someone who can deal with this. I'm like, wow, that I need to know more about this. This, this sounds really interesting. It's like a real life skill. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Life hack. Very useful. If you could get that down. I mean, it makes sense for the character because she's apparently spent years developing the essence marks that we saw that transform her into something or someone else. So just thinking about it in that way is probably something that she's used to. Yeah, she's kind of bitter about the this guy, too, uh, uh, beyond the fact that he's taking her blood and for his evil, disgusting magic. His lips were white and faintly translucent, like the skin of a maggot. She really doesn't like the guy. Uh, I don't know that I blame her, but that's a little bit harsh. And he sounds terrifying. Kind of, yeah, kind of does. Maybe it's just the reference to Bone, but like I feel like, okay, so this guy is basically the Rose Empire's equivalent of the Dark Horse monks. Mm-hmm. That's like, I, I, yeah. yeah. Trapping mm-hmm. in darkness, deal with bones. All the weird shit. Creates pets from bone, forgeries of human life from the skeletons of the dead so he's, he's got pets skeleton pets I don't, I don't know it's weird but there she knows enough about this magic to know that what he's saying is true if, if she like the stamp uses her blood so it's tuned to her if she leaves the room he's gonna know hmm. and he can I mean, basically pets. it basically sounds like he's a necromancer he uses runes to do necromancy and then yeah okay he's, yeah. he's got he's got bone slave puppet things that makes sense and uh gauton tells her if you do run we're going to give you to the blood sealer your bones will become his next pet this promise was all he requested in payment so that's nice jeez and then our final day is a pretty short one actually but she started working she's digging through like uh you know biographies the accounts of the emperor's life and she she's thinking like i don't think that this can actually be done creating a believable forgery of another man's soul in this short a time. I, I don't think it's possible, but I have to make a good show of trying it while I plan my actual escape. Each morning, the blood sealer comes back and takes some more of her blood to renew the stamp on the door. Gatona shows up to watch her work with eyes that judged, but also did not hate. And she 
decides that getting free is probably going to require manipulating this man in some way. And that's the end of Esther's like a not even like a page and a half or something in my version. Yeah. When we were reading it, I was like really surprised. I was like, oh, that's the end. That was a quick one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah, because like, that last sentence is on a separate, on on a like its own page in my version. <laughs> it's like yeah, if it like in the in the book we've got, it's like if it didn't have day five and the soul stamp symbol thing, like that whole thing would have fit on one page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 it's about the same here. So yeah, that's uh, that's the beginning of the Emperor's Soul. So let's do predicaments. What do you guys think? What is going to happen here? Hmm, I don't have a lot yet. I'm sort of hoping that we end up finding out something real juicy about the Emperor. I don't know. Maybe he is also quite skilled in forging. Maybe he was, like, already a forged soul or something. That would be kind of cool. Interesting. But, yeah, I I don't know. Well, we know we've got 100 days and we're at day five, so it's still pretty early. And what did you say? We've got four weeks on this book, four weeks on this story, four yeah, that, that's how I have it mapped out is for four. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, a little bit early. I mean, like I, I was going to say that Hoyd was our bull, which you've confirmed, so I think it might be pretty different. No, that's, that's pretty much all I've got, really. Just sort of what I'm hoping for at this point. Okay. Sorry, I stole I stole your prediction. How dare you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm just going to go for it. I think like she's not going to have the appropriate amount of time to make the emperor's soul the way that it needs to be made like it's just not going to work out for her and so either i what i what i my first prediction is that she will actually have to disguise herself as the emperor since she's studied so much about him she's just going to disguise herself as the emperor and then like act in his stead by way of the arbiters but then because she'll be in the position as the emperor she'll be able to kind of turn the tables on them that would be my first prediction. My second prediction to go along with that, so it's the same line of thinking, but it, she'll be using a proxy. So, like, she'll she'll manipulate, uh, let's just say, Gaetona or whatever his name is, and he'll be the be used as the emperor, oh. uh, disguise, disguising him and forging him into the emperor. So um, that's uh, that's my those are my two predicaments for what could possibly happen. Interesting. I like the I like this idea of like the disguise to like take the person's place, either herself or someone else to try to manipulate the events that that would be a neat thing to see. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like part of me says, Oh, the blood seal is going to be like the main villain of the piece. And it's like, no, he's too obvious. So now I feel like maybe Frava is actually going to be actually behind the assassination somehow. Cause, or, or possibly no, no, not Frava, Gautona. Sorry. I got it mixed up because like Gautona is obviously out of favor uh, within his own faction. So like if he's, He's actually trying to turn it all and to get rid of Frava so that then he's in oh. charge somehow. Yeah. I don't yeah, don't have too much, but that's where I think it's gonna go. I like that. That that would be very sneaky if this guy that uh, turns out to be this is like Eshin as the secret villain all over again. Yeah, yeah. Classic. <laughs> Classic Eshin, you know her. So for next time, we will be reading day twelve, day seventeen. Day 30 and day 42. And to Cruising Dak, through. All, that's almost halfway through her 100 days. Um, and to help Dak, like last time, the, the next day, the one that you're not going to read is day 58. Go. Cool. I'll pop those in our chat here in a minute. If anyone would like to send us emails, the email address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and all those sorts of places on the interwebs. 
or things happen. It's going to be a shorter episode, but really it's a shorter section of the book that we read than normal. We, we honestly probably could have done this in like two episodes if we read kind of the max that I usually allow, but I, I broke it up a little smaller mm. to give us some more time. That's fine. That's all good. So anyway, I hope everyone is enjoying. I forgot to mention off the top that the new song is Replica by Miracle of Sound. So music by Miracle of Sound once again. Check that out if uh, if you enjoy the, the clip that you get from the intro and the outro. And come back next time for the uh, the four more days in the life of Shy. Yep. Wasing to the time of next Colo Nights. She says that, right? She's like, Nights! <laughs> <laughs> she does. I did not remember she said that, but yeah, no, I think you're right. Colo Nights. I was about to say, it sounds like a, like a Boogie Nights sort of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like uh, a fragrance. Colo Nights. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not I'm not committing to adapting uh, uh, something from Colo this book Nights to go to on the signature. By Dior. The <laughs> Colo Nights, Dolce & Gabbana. <laughs> Colo Nights by Calvin Klein. There we go. That's the ticket. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't to the time of next. Colo? Nights. Not nights. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. No and then. <laughs>